from Morgan's AM. A weaker finish for US equity markets. Russia-Ukraine continues to dominate. Morgan's AM, your pre-market briefing. US equity markets were weaker on Friday night after another volatile session ahead of the long weekend that saw tensions between Russia and Ukraine intensify and trillions of dollars in options and futures on stocks, indexes and exchange-traded funds expire. The Dow is down 233 points or 0.7% with Intel Corp down over 5% and the biggest index laggard as Bank of America reiterated an underperformed rating on the company. The broader S&P 500 fell 0.7% with information technology down 1.1% leading 10 of the 11 primary sectors lower. Consumer staples edged 0.1% higher to be the only primary sector to finish positive. Ford Motor Co rose 2.9% after Bloomberg News reported that the company is considering separating its electric vehicle operation from its legacy car and truck manufacturing, a move seen boosting its competitiveness against singly EV-focused makers such as Tesla. The Nasdaq fell 1.2% and the small capitalization Russell 2000 index was down 0.9%. Rockerlink tumbled over 22% after the streaming company issued an underwhelming outlook for the current quarter after the closing bell of last Thursday's session. A reminder that US equity and bond markets are closed tonight for the President's Day holiday. For the week, the Dow dropped 1.9%, the S&P 500 lost 1.6% with energy communication services and financials, the worst performing sectors last week. The Nasdaq shed 1.8%. In US corporate earnings, Deere & Co fell 3%, relinquishing opening gains despite the agricultural and construction equipment company reporting much stronger than expected fiscal first quarter earnings per share and sales. However, cost of sales jumped 15.3% given production issues related to the delayed ratification of a labor union contract and persistent challenges posed by supply chain issues and the COVID-19 pandemic. Looking at the US corporate calendar for the week ahead, Home Depot, Macy's Inc, Toll Brothers and Medtronic are among the first companies slated to post quarterly results on Tuesday night. Chesapeake Energy, eBay and Lowe's companies release quarterly results on Wednesday night. Alibaba, Dell Technologies, Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings and Occidental Petroleum are among notable companies releasing quarterly earnings on Thursday night. Footlocker and Liberty Media release quarterly earnings on Friday night, and Warren Buffett's investment vehicle Berkshire Hathaway releases its full year result on Saturday. In US economic data, the conference board's leading index dropped 0.3% in January, the first decline since February last year, and against economists' forecast for a 0.2% rise. Separately, existing home sales unexpectedly rebounded 6.7% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 6.5 million units in January much better than the 1% decrease forecast by economists. Tight supply is keeping house prices elevated. The median existing house price increased 15.4% from a year earlier in January to $350,300. Travel and leisure sector down 1.6% led losses on European bourses for a second straight session on Friday, leaving the pan-European stock 600 index 0.8% lower. Germany's DAX fell 1.5%. France's CAC lost a quarter of 1%. French luxury group Hermair fell 4.1% after the company said sales grew by 11% in the fourth quarter of 2021 as self-imposed production caps meant the group could not keep up with demand for its prized handbags. Separately, Renault dipped 0.04% despite posting modestly better than expected full-year revenue and net profits. The automaker said this year, particularly the first half, will be hit by the continuing semiconductor shortage 
that has been affecting car production globally and by rising raw material prices. In broader stock moves, Credit Suisse Group fell at 0.9% last Friday, but was scrambling over the weekend to contain the fallout from its latest scandal after several newspapers reported that more than 18,000 leaked accounts showed that criminals, alleged human rights abusers and sanctioned individuals, including dictators, had been clients of the Swiss bank. Credit Suisse released a statement on Sunday saying that it strongly rejects, rejects the acquisition accusations made about its business practices. Looking at the Eurozone corporate calendar this week, Danone, Anheuser-Busch, AXA, Daimler and Deutsche Telekom are among notable companies slated to post full-year results. London's FTSE 100 eased 0.3% on Friday, NatWest fell 2.4%, despite the bank reporting it swung to a full-year net profit as it released more than £1.2 billion in cash set aside for loan defaults during the COVID-19 pandemic. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson announces the government's living with COVID strategy tonight. In UK economic data, retail sales rose 1.9% in January, following a 4% slump in December, according to the Office for National Statistics, better than the 1% rise forecast by economists. It's a busy UK corporate calendar this week also, with a number of major banks slated to release results, including HSBC Holdings and Lloyds Banking Group. A mixed session for the base metals complex to end the week. Copper added 0.2% to be trading just above $4.51 a pound, extending the key industrial metals weekly rise to 0.9%. Nickel rose 1.1%, touching a three and a half week high of $24,260 per tonne earlier in Friday's session and within touching distance of January's 10 and a half year high of $24,435 per tonne. Elsewhere, aluminium eased 0.6%, zinc was down 0.9%. The People's Bank of China announces their latest interest rate decision around their key one and five year lending rates today, while the China House Price Index for January is also slated for release. Benchmark Spot Iron Ore added 0.6% on Friday to $130.94 a metric tonne. China's state planner, the National Development and Reform Commission and other regulators announced 18 measures in a notice involving fiscal, financial, environmental and more policies to prop up the industrial sector in the world's second largest economy. China will also speed up construction of new infrastructure projects and increase financial support for traditional trading firms, cross-border e-commerce companies and others. Gold futures slipped $2.20 last Friday to $1,899.80 an ounce, a day after carving out the highest settlement for the most active contract since the 2nd of June last year. The yellow metal still logged a 3.1% weekly gain, the steepest weekly rise since May of last year. Benchmark oil prices were mixed and marked their first weekly loss since mid-December last year, as prospects for restoring the Iran nuclear deal outweighed fears of supply disruptions should Russia invade Ukraine. WTI shed 69 cents to $91.07 a barrel, however Brent rose 57 cents to 93.54 a barrel. US 10-year Treasury yields fell 4.2 basis points to 1.93%. At the shorter end of the curve, the two-year note yield lost 0.9 of a basis point to 1.47%, posting its largest weekly decline in yield since the weekend of the 5th of November, down 4.6 basis points. Looking ahead, traders are eyeing the personal income and spending figures including the core personal consumption expenditures price index, the Federal Reserve's preferred measure of inflation, for January, which are released this Friday. The Australian dollar is buying around 71.7 US cents. The Market, Manufacturing and Services Purchasing Managers Indices for February headline today's Australian economic calendar, and Australia reopens its international borders to fully vaccinated visa holders today. 
This is general advice only, and we have not considered your needs or objectives.